Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. On the top of page, Kufi Yud Gimel, 113, the first line. Beginning of the line, and um, we've just been speaking about the idea of what Moshe, that in order to have the kindling of the flames of the Menorah, meaning the uplifting of the Jew- Jewish souls through bringing down the great love, the infinite love, and arousing with them a great yearning to ascend out of their limitations to come absorb back in their source and godliness, in order to have that kindling of the flames of the Menorah through through Aaron, you first have to have the bringing of the oil to Moshe. And we explain that Moshe is the idea which draws down godliness to the Jewish souls, as opposed to Aaron, which is uplifting the queen, which is referring to the Jewish souls, up to the king, to, to Hashem. And the Moshe in every generation has this ability to draw down the revelation of the infinite essence of Hashem within to the Chachma of the Torah, because the Chachma of the Torah is just the external level of the Torah, which includes into the letters of the Torah. However, the, the inner core of Chachma, this totally transcends revelation, and that is referring to basically Kesser, which transcends all of the chain of creation, in order that there should be able to be the descent and the revelation of the essence of Chach, meaning the essence of Hashem, which totally transcends revelation. That is only through Moshe, whose source is also in the hidden core of inner core of Chachma. That's why it says about Moshe that he was drawn out from the water, the water of Chachma, the sea of Chachma. And that's why Moshe also was not able to, he was said he was kvad pek, kvad he was not able to speak very well, because speaking is the idea of revelation, and he, his level of his soul came from a level of chachma, which totally transcend revelation. And, but, Moshe, but Hashem answered Moshe, anoichi, picho, meaning that the level of anoichi, which was revealed at the giving of the Torah, that level of basically, as the essence of Hashem, the inner core of chachma, that will be able to bring down even revelation to this inner core of Chachma. We're actually referring to a level which transcends both Chachma, the revealed level of Chachma, and the inner essence of Chachma. That level is able to transcend. It transcends both of them, therefore it's able to bring about revelation even to the inner core of Chachma. Because compared to Anoichi, compared to Hashem's essence, Niglu kol tulumes gamchines tulumes Chachma. All hidden levels are, are revealed, meaning there's no difference between revelation and concealment in that, compared to that level. So, and that was the whole idea of Moshe is to draw down that hidden level of Chochmah into the Torah. And that's why it says that Moshe Yadaber, Moshe is Yadaber, as also comes to the word Yadber to, to lead. He draws down the revelation of the Erdian Seif into Torah. Because the source of Moshe is in Chochmah or even a higher level of Ma, of the level of Ma, of Chochmah, of Ak, of Adam Kadmin. And therefore, Moshe has the ability to draw down the, the revelation of the Erdian Seif even into the level of the Torah of Atzilus, how it already becomes defined as a limited level, and even into the Torah of Bria Tzirasiyah, the lower level, the lower worlds, and even into the, the revealed Torah, how it actually exists in our physical world. And then we started speaking about, that's why it says about Moshe, to bring the Shemin Lamo'ir, oil to be a source of light, you should bring to Moshe, because we said that there's a difference between light and the source of light. Source of light is 
Mo'er uh, refers to the source of light. Because there's the idea of Teira is also called air. Teira air. Neir mitzvah Teira air. That's the external level of Teira, how it already becomes revealed in the Chachm of Atzilis. Like the difference between the ray of the sun and the actual orb of the sun itself. That there is no comparison and nothing of the actual orb of the sun within the ray. And that's why the level of Eira Teira... So that's the idea of the light of the Teira, which is just the, tw- the 24 books of the Teira, just the 24 refers to the jug of water. How the, the water has already become, meaning how the revelation of God has already become diminished and descent into the Chochmah of Atzilus, which has no comparison to the actual sea of Chochmah itself. Starting from the top of page, Kofi Gimel. Amnam. However, Bichinas Shem in the oil to be an illuminated source of light, who Bichinas Mokir is the source of light. Even though this is the source of all, the source of light, So meaning even though this is the source of light, meaning it has a revelation, it has a relationship to the light. It's the source of the light. So how can you say it's totally uh, no comparison to the actual light? Because the light emits from it, it comes from it. So therefore, it must have some type of relationship. So even though it's called the source of life, nevertheless, who it's a removed source. There's a different type of two types of sources. There's a source which is very close to that which is a source too, and then there's a mukar nivdal, a removed source which has no relationship, or has a further relationship to that which comes from it. So what is the what is the idea of a removed source? Obviously, a a direct source. So there's the different direct source and removed source. A direct source is like directly from your your mind comes your speech. Your directly from your thought comes speech, because the letters of thought already exist. Letters already exist within thought. They're just more. They're just more spiritual. They don't have actual tangible. Tangible. There's no tangibility to them. But then when they come down into speech, those those very letters which are in thought come expressed in your speech. Now, they come defined in actual letters and can be heard by somebody else. That is the direct source. But now a removed source. He's going to give an example now. Like oil. It's a source for the the fire, the light, which comes from the oil. Because the light of the candle, the fire that comes from this candle, it's from the oil, which is drawn, this oil is drawn out through the wick, and through that, that's how you have the fire of the candle, the wick, the light which is on the candle. So, so that the oil is actually a source for the light of the candle. And you see even more the relationship between the, the oil and the light, because according to how pure this, this oil is, so too will be the purity of the light, how the quality of that light. But nevertheless, the oil itself is not, which is being lit, meaning the oil itself does not turn into fire. You don't see the oil itself becoming fire. Is not being kindled. And that's so we see from that that oil is a removed source. Um, it is the source for the light of the candle, but it is not directly the source. You don't see that the light itself is being kindled on the actual oil. The oil is drawn onto the wick, and then the wick is what lights up. A source which has a relationship, a direct source, that would also be in a level of light. Um, meaning that it would come to actual light and revelation but that which is not light at all it is a, a indirect source removed source so oil is not light at all whereas we say in the example of um, thought and speech thought actually is the idea of letters thought has letters within it and then speech just defines those letters and makes them more more real more tangible but here, oil has no is not at all light. Oil is not light. Oil is not fire. It is a indirect source for the fire. Um, it's just the indirect source of fire. So now we go into the parentheses. 
L'chayra efshar leimar, seemingly we could say, Moshal mishemin al inyan esos fidesak nuzis. The analogy of this idea of oil can refer to the the ten spheres, the ten powers of Hashem, how they are still gnuzes hidden within the Oyen Tzayi, before they become expressed in actual uh, specific definitions in the world of Atzilus, is the first expression of the ten spheres. So, a analogy for this idea of what is the idea of oil referred to refers to the ten spheres, how they're still hidden within the Oyen Tzayi. Which is this idea, this concept of, of concealment, which, ha- which is not in existence at all, meaning there's a level of concealment which in that level of concealment, there is the existence of a specific level, and and it becomes revealed. And the in the revealed level, that that concealed level becomes revealed. But here, the ten spheres, how they're hidden within the area and safe. This is a helam she'enim It's a concealed a concealed level, which is so concealed and so absorbed in its source that it's as if it doesn't actually exist at all. There, even more so than the mushal than the analogy of the evan cholamish, the flint stone. The flintstone is the idea that you have this stone that when you when you scratch it very hard against a hard surface, uh, or against a yeah hard surface or against the other stone, it can actually create fire and sparks. And to the extent where it says in other places it says this that when you can even put this stone into the water, and it does not it does not um, take away extinguish the fire aspect the potential for fire that the stone has it always has it within it therefore you can even put it in water and take it out and still it will create sparks but this idea of the shaman muscle this idea of the oil muscle refers to the ten spheres how they're hidden within the iridian safe which is the idea of a concealment which is not in existence at all so concealed and so nullified there that it's not in existence at all even more so than the idea of the flintstone the fire potential within the flintstone that nevertheless, at least the the flintstone has this potential for heat. Avol shemin, but however, oil demi shamar the shemin v'yadli chulu gam But so oil doesn't have this ability or this potential for heat at all. Like it says, the sages say this famous story of Abichinin ben Daisa that mi shamar the shemin v'yadli yemer lechaymetz v'yadli. Whoever said the meaning Hashem who said that oil can make fire. Can also say that vinegar can make vinegar can make fire. They forgot to bring the oil. Uh, his daughter forgot to bring the oil for Shabbos for the Shabbos candles. But meaning to say that, what connection does oil have to light at all? To have to fire at all? There is no property of heat within oil at all. Whereas a flintstone has that property, that potential for fi- for heat. Oil doesn't have that, pot- that potential at all. If that's why Rabbi Chinnah Medesa says, "Who who said that?" Uh, oil has this ability to give fire, Hashem, and which has no connection to fire and oil. So he can say that also that vinegar can give fire. So therefore we see that this idea of the helam she'enim is a level which is so concealed, it's as if it doesn't exist. This is more in the idea of oil than even in the idea of the flintstone. Um is bar makimachir to explain another place. The hamashal the shame who yeser shaloi b'mitzius mikamai keiches ha'yuli ma'atzmim shazel kamashal achaim. So, as explained in another place, that the analogy, we're not going to get into this very deep here because this is uh, ideas which are explained at length in other places. The analogy of an idea of a name, which is another analogy that refers to the ten spheres, the ten hidden spheres before they become expressed in the world of Atzilus, how they're hidden within the Aryan safe. So, this is another an analogy for them is the idea of a name. So, a name of a person is very concealed within the person, 
And when you call him by his name, that's when you're revealing that name, that hidden potential of the name. So, who Yosef Shalayim Tzidus? The idea of name is more not in existence, even more than the um, the essential potential, the essential powers which are potentially which are in a potential state within the soul, deep, deep, deep rooted within the soul, which is like the analogy of the heat. Seemingly, you could say we could say about this, meaning about the ten spheres, the ten hidden spheres, just like we usually apply it to the ten hidden spheres. This analogy of a name, which is name, is very hidden within the person, just like these ten spheres are hidden within the Eidin Sayyid, within the infinite energy of Hashem, the infinite essence of Hashem. So, seemingly, we could say this analogy of the of oil also, and the hidden property of heat within the oil, we can also apply that analogy to the ten series, hidden ten hidden series. Uh Mr. Fina Lamer Mashal Khadish. But the Rebbe Shab says here that only then I'm afraid to say a new analogy um which is not which has not been said in Chassidus yet about these ten spheres, ten hidden spheres. So very interesting. So we see that the the oil, which is a very it's a indirect source, a removed source for the idea of light, this seemingly could be an analogy for the ten spheres, the ten hidden spheres how the idea of light, meaning the light of the ten spheres, or the idea of fire is, is so removed, it's a, uh, oil is so removed from being the source of the of fire, so just like the ten, ten hidden spheres are so removed from the actual revealed state of the spheres, so they are in Atsilas, this could seemingly could be an analogy for the, for the um, hidden state of the ten spheres. Which usually the right analogy for that is the idea of a, of a name, which explains another place that the name of a person is very concealed within the person, potential, and almost like it doesn't exist before you call him by his name. Um, fine, but the only thing is it's not brought in other places. So this is this analogy for the ten spheres, the ten hidden spheres from the idea of oil. So at the end of the parentheses now, after the parentheses, and this is the idea of this, the source of light, the more the luminary, which is the source of light, that light is drawn out from it, but it's an indirect source for light. So to explain this idea in deeper and more in detail, this idea of the source of light, which is, uh, it can be a source of light which is very close to the actual light, and then there's the source which is very, an indirect source, a removed light. Um, like the idea of oil, which the light of the candle is drawn from it, but not directly. In the Torah, there's three levels. There's bread, wine, and oil. Um, like it explains in a lot of different places, in different verses, in different, my Mari Chazal saying in the sages, comparing the Torah to the different, different uh, uh, things. Bread or wine, or oil lechem he teira aniglis. So when it says bread, it's referring to the revealed aspects of the teira, the oral law, the halachis, the laws. Kamoi lechem levab yanishisod, and like it says in the verse that um, the heart of a person is satisfied, is satiated, is supported by bread. That the supporting the satiation of the heart is specifically through bread and not through wine or oil. But only after you eat the bread, you also need to have wine and oil. 
So similarly, we can apply this also this to the analogy of Teira, applying to these three different types of uh, liquids, foods. So too, the main um, learning of Teira has to be in the revealed aspects of Teira, which is which is the aspect of bread of Teira. That's why bread, just like bread, is the main is the mainstay of our diet. So too, the bread of Teira, the revealed aspects of Teira, has to be the main our main involvement in learning Torah. However, like it says in the verse, um, not upon bread alone will a person live, rather on everything that comes out from every utterance that comes out from Hashem's mouth will a person live. Famous verse. So what is this verse meaning in a deeper sense? What does this mean when it's saying, so not on, not only on the bread of Torah alone will a person live, can a person be satiated, like we just said, the revealed aspects of Torah, rather, he has to, he has to also have, he has to, he lives by the that which comes out from Hashem's mouth. What is this idea, this coming out of Hashem's mouth? That which emerges from Hashem's mouth within Torah, that refers to the inner aspects of the Torah, the deep secrets of the Torah, the inner core of the Torah, which is the aspects of the wine and oil. And this is another um, way we can see this: how these, how wine or oil refers to, refers to the inner aspects of Torah. And the saying, the sages say, when wine goes in, then the secrets come out. And so that soid, when it says that the secrets come out when the wine goes in, soid, the secrets referring to refers to the idea of the avam mustetis, the hidden essential natural love which every soul has just by the fact that it is a, literally a piece of Hashem from above. And the Yitzhiyah and the the emergence and the revelation of that inner essential natural love that is through, like it says in the beginning of the saying of the sages, that the wine goes into the person, which refers to the wine of Torah. Like we said before, that wine is another aspect of Torah. So when the wine of Torah goes in, is digested, so to say, is understood and comprehended by the person, that's when the secrets, meaning the hidden, like a secret is hidden, this hidden natural essential love the soul has to Hashem can come out. So what does it mean, what does it mean, uh, that the wine of terror goes into the person, to understand and to comprehend and the greatness of Hashem, understanding the greatness of Hashem, how everything before Hashem is as not as if it doesn't exist because it's totally insignificant before the before Hashem, who is totally uncomparable to all of creation, and how also understanding the greatness of Hashem, which is expressed in His oneness with creation, how He is totally one with the like it expressed, we the say the sages say on the word echad, we say Hashem echad. Hashem is one. The word echad is made up of aleph, ches, and dalit. Aleph refers to the one Hashem, and also alufei shalelam, the master of the worlds. And aleph is the aleph is the numerical equivalent of one, and aleph is also the first letter of alufei shalelam, the master of the world. And ches, which is a numerical equivalent of eight, refers to the seven firmaments, the seven heavens, and the earth. Which together make eight, and the dal refers to the four directions: north, east, south, west. So that how Hashem is totally one. How Hashem is one within the seven heavens and the earth, and then etc., which refers to the dal the four directions of the world. So this is the yena shalteda, the wine of teda, referring to the inner secrets, the inner core, the inner essence of the teda, meaning pinimis teda. 
Chassidus. So when you understand the greatness of Hashem, as explained in Chassidus, meaning how, meaning how Hashem, how the whole world is utterly nothing before Hashem, and it's totally nullified before Hashem's infinite essence, and how Hashem is totally one with creation also, nothing is outside of Him. That is the idea of the wine of terror goes into you, which can bring about the revelation of your inner essential love for Hashem. Hashem and Gam came from And now that's wine. But also, oil refers to the inner core, the inner essence, the inner aspects of the Torah. But it's also a higher level than wine. Why is. Um, yeah, as you can explain. So, why oil is even higher. A higher dimension in the inner aspects of Torah than wine. As it's known that in the Zayr it says that there's secrets of the Torah and then there's secrets of the secrets, meaning a deeper level of secrets. The Hainu Bechinas Steaming, the Kol Steaming, this is the level which it says in Tukunay Zayr, the hidden, um, hidden from all that is hidden. That it's even hidden from those levels which are hidden. Meaning the hidden levels in the sense that they're not because they're covered over by something, but because they're so high and they're so sublime that they cannot be appreciated by the limited creations. So even, but there's even levels which are hidden from those hidden levels, from those sublime levels, because they're even higher, meaning they're even concealed and above the comprehension of those hidden levels. So oil refers to that, the, the secrets of the secrets. And why, why does oil refer to that higher level than wine? Like, like uh, oil floats always on top of wine. If you, if you mix oil and wine together, the, the oil will always float on top of the wine, showing that it's on a higher level than wine. And incomprehensible, so to say, even to the wine. It's a secret even compared to the wine of Torah. I'm not sure if that's the exact uh, uh, Tana who said this, but I'm not going to look it up right now. So, Ladasar Bonan, Begumara, the Shabbos, and according to the opinion of the Rabbanan, Rabbi Yechim Menuri, Rabbi Bar Nosan, and Shabbos, Ain Lahem Chibur Klal Zemzem. They have no connection at all one, one with the other. Meaning, in the, regarding the laws of Tuma, we don't consider them as connected at all. If they touch each other, and one of them is impure, we don't consider that they pass on the impurity one to the other. So now, what is that then? So wine is still this hidden level, because you said before, it reveals the hidden secret of the soul, the hidden love of the soul. So wine is the inner aspects of Torah. The concealed aspects of Torah, which could still come into revelation. They have a still a some type of relationship to reveal to revelation. Therefore, they even though it's hidden, it can come into revelation. Like, for example, idea of thought. Which is a hidden aspect of the person. It's when you're in your thoughts. No, no one can see your thoughts. It's hidden. But it's something which can come into revelation through speech. It's not a level which is concealed and which is hidden and so sublime that it can never come to be revealed. It can come to be revealed. It's a level of concealment of... Um, Transcendence, which can never come into revelation, and the specific level it refers to is the hidden inner core of chokma. So we've been speaking about this before when we were talking about the Moshe bringing down the revelation of the Eden Seif, the infinite energy of Hashem, into the Torah. We were saying that's the inner core of chokma is the chokma the hidden inner core of chokma. That is what he draws down. Um, he draws down into our learning of Torah. So this is now, again, this is the Shemin of Torah, the, the oil of Torah is synonymous with this idea of the inner core of the Torah, the Chach Mistima, the Yain, who Bina. Wine always is synonymous, is the same level as Bina. Understanding. And you could even include within that level of wine the 
ray, the external ray from chokma. Um, like it says in the verse, that chokma comes from nothingness. So the ha'aras of chokma, like what it says, the chokma comes from nothingness, which is referring to the inner core of chokma or keser, which even transcends all of the chain of creation. So wine, which is bina, could also include the the ray from Chachma, the external ray from Chachma, which is already coming, how Chachma is already relating to Bina. But oil is the level of the hidden aspects of Chachma. And even within that level of the hidden Chachma, the essence of the hidden Chachma. Like we just said before, there's the Chachma, there's the ray of Chachma, the external ray of Chachma, and then there's the Chachma itself. And now here, even in this level of the hidden aspect of Chachma, the transcendent aspect of Chochma, there is the there is just the external ray from that level, or there is the essence of that level. So shemin oil is the is the actual essence of that hidden aspect of Chochma. As it's known, there's two different levels of hiddenness within the hidden hidden transcendent level of Chochma. There is one level of the which is just hidden compared to the receivers, compared to the creations, or compared to not just the creations, but the, lo- the lower levels, that, the lower spheres below it. But nevertheless, this level, even within the the hidden level of Chochmah, is still the source of revelation, even though it is hidden compared to that which is below it, but still it's the source for that. A little bit, of that level of the hidden aspect of Chokhmah can come into revelation. So that's the lower level of the of Chokhmah The Habez, the higher level of Chokhmah the hidden aspect of Chokhmah, Masha Sosim Lagamir, which is totally hidden, the even though the all revelations come from that hidden aspect of Chokhmah, even that higher higher level within the hidden aspect of Chokhmah. But in essence, it's really to, it's totally hidden. As explained in another place, and this is similar to what we just explained now, that even though the fire comes from, indirectly comes from the oil, but, um, and so therefore all the revelations, so to say, like we're saying here, all revelations come from that uh, higher level, the hidden aspect of Chokhmah, but it's in an indirect way, and in essence, really, that oil is totally, totally removed from the idea of fire. It's, it has no aspect of fire within it. Like we said before about the flintstone, which at least has an aspect of heat with inside of it, but oil doesn't have anything relation, any relationship to fire or heat. Um, so this is the higher level of the hidden aspect of Chokhmah, which even though all the revelations come from it, but it's in essence it's totally removed and hidden from those revelations. And now we can. Uh, this is the idea, like we said, we're speaking about at the beginning of the page when we say that we're taking to Moshe the shemin l'moir oil to be a source of light, the luminary. The source of light, which is totally separate from um, from the level of light, even though it is a indirect source of light, it's totally separate, uh, removed from being a direct source from light. And this is what we said. It says by Moshe, but you shall take for him to you, tending to Moshe, oil for the for the menorah um, for the candelabra in the, in the base of Mikdash, but l'moir, not shemin l'ha'ir to, to light up. Shem or oil to be light, but it says oil specifically to be a moir to be a source of light. That's because this is a spiritual sense. Moisha was draw, uh, drew down, he pulled down the revelation of the source of all light, this hidden aspect of Chokhmah, and the higher, the meaning even in, within the hidden aspect of Chokhmah, the higher level, which is totally concealed from 
all revelations. However, he even though Moshe Rabbeinu drew, drew that level down, the hidden aspect of Chokmah, or the source of all light, not that he should cause that level to shine in an internal way, and it should be really internalized by us, and it should permeate our whole existences when we learn Torah. That level, that high level, the inner aspect of Chokmah, and the essence of that level, it's so high, it's so sublime, it's impossible for it to be revealed in a real internal way and to penetrate our whole beings now in this time before Mashiach comes. Only when Mashiach comes will that, ever, will that happen. This is a level which is to, too high to really become digested in an internal way. And when but when Mashiach comes, this, the revelation of that inner aspect of Chachmah and the hidden aspect of Chachmah in, in an internal way will happen also through Mashiach, who is called the first Redeemer, like he redeemed us from Egypt, and also the last Redeemer, meaning when Mashiach comes, the gospel also will be through an aspect of Moshe, the soul of Moshe, and he will also cause this internal redemption through drawing down the hidden aspect of Chokmah in an internal way within our souls. The Like it says, the saying of the, sage, the sages say that the reasons, the inner reasons for Torah were not, are not revealed now, even though we know some reasons of Torah, but the inner hidden reasons of Torah, the true reasons of Torah, are not revealed. And that is that saying of the sages is referring to what we're saying now, that the, the true Chokmah Stimah which Moshe draw, uh, draws down and allows us to appreciate when we learn Torah is really not truly revealed in our beings right now because it's too high. Only when Moshe comes. So, but Moshe did draw down this level of the oil, the oil to, to be an illuminary, meaning the the source of Chachmah. He, he did draw it down, and enough to enough that it, there should that this should cause the ascent and the absorbing and the subsuming of the Jewish souls in this sublime level of the Chachmastima. So he drew it down enough and that that when we learn Torah, we should be able to come in contact with it enough that it should cause that our souls, like what basically the next step, what Aaron brings about is that when he lights up our souls with the great love, the unlimited love, that we should be able to ascend and be absorbed within that level, but not that it actually comes down and permeates our whole existence in an internal way, in a pianistic way. This is what the sages say in the chapter 8 of the Gemara Menachis. It says that even the the, the meal offerings which we, which we bring with um, the carbonates, with the sacrifices, in the Beis Hamikdash, even the meal offerings, which were made up of uh, flour, it was it should have been sheitanu shemen zayzach that they should have had also mixed within them these meal offerings, these flour offerings, also shemen zayzach pure olive oil. Talmud loimar zach kasis lamoir v'lei zach kasis lamenachis. But the Torah teaches us otherwise that it says zach kasis lamar it should be pure olive oil crushed to an illuminary meaning to be for the for the menorah specifically for the candelabra for lighting of the candelabra in the base of Mikdash and it doesn't say zach kasis lamenachis it should be pure olive oil crushed for the meal offerings so therefore it teaches us that even though you would think and it should be seemingly um, to make the meal offerings better and more quality there should be pure olive oil mixed within them. But no, the Torah teaches us that it is only for the candelabra. We have to really understand why the meal offerings don't require um, pure, refined olive oil. 
These meal offerings are for the eating, so to say, of the altar, meaning they're burned up on the altar, so they're being eaten, so to say, by Hashem. And also for the eating of the Kranim, the holy Kranim, who we're supposed to really respect and treat with the utmost respect and, and reverence. So why are we feeding? Why are we not giving them the Shem Zayzach, this pure olive oil, in the meal offerings? Why only for the kindling of the candles of the Menorah do we need pure olive oil and not for the meal offerings? So this is already going to a, a seemingly an, another subject, but it's going to relate it back to what we're saying about this Shemin Zayis, this pure olive oil, which is referring to the source of all light, which is the Chachm which Moshe Rabbeinu drew down in order to allow for the, uh, the uplifting of the Jewish souls to be absorbed in that level. And when Mashiach comes, we'll be able to appreciate it in an internal way. So, why the meal offerings don't require this pure olive oil, but the Menera does? To the explanation is, This pure olive oil is the first, shemen, as the Shemin Adishin is the first oil, uh, when turning to the next page, from the three types of oil that are that come out from the from the olive when you squeeze it. So the Shemin Zayzach, this um, pure olive oil, is the first Type of oil from the three types of oil. As it's brought in the Mishnah over there, there's three types of oil. The first oil, which is squeezed out when it comes out from the olive, is for the Menorah. And the rest of the oil, which comes out after that first squeeze, is for the meal offerings. We'll stop there on the top of page, uh, 114, the second line, the beginning of the line. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimra Mavur explanation on a Maimra from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find an archive for all our other, our older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tovim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this, uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And... You can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of, every, of that episode. Thank you very much.